G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Hey, as we do on a Thursday, love to catch up with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is the Family Voice spokesman. Greg, welcome along. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for having me on. Hey, Greg, we'll get to the pastors and the survey in just a few moments, but uh, there's some interesting things that are happening right now in the world. And we know that as Christians, all our Easter celebrations were a little upset. But right now, uh, the Muslim community is in the middle of their sort of holy month uh, called Ramadan. And uh, they're experiencing the similar sort of disruption to their activities. What are your reflections on on Ramadan and how we think about that as Christians? Yeah, Neil, that, that, that's a really good point you make. Um, Ramadan Ramadan, of course, finishes on the uh, May 23rd, I believe, uh, of this month. And as I was reflecting on our own Easter uh, uh, celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, one of the things that came across to me was that, uh, that the same problems that the Muslims would be going through. And and this sort of alerted me to, 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 to thinking that, um, you know, what well, as Christians, we need to be out there in the mission field and what can we do to ensure that uh, uh, Muslims, just like us, you know, that couldn't celebrate their uh, our faith? Um, three things came to mind to me, Neil, and that was one that, you know, we should be looking at maybe uh, looking at how we can uh, witness to the Muslim community through perhaps hospitality. Uh, we need to also get away from the fear and of Muslims and to to loving all people. I don't care Buddhists, Muslims, Catholics, uh, you know, Jews or whatever it might be. We've got to be of the one faith, and uh, so we need to be sort of loving in all respects. And finally, I think we need to be sharing our faith. Now, um, you know, if the opportunity arises for anybody that uh, has a Muslim friend, colleague, workmate, whatever it might be, here's our real chance to be witnessing to them. Uh, saying to them that we acknowledge your your inability to share your faith publicly, but uh, we'd love to talk to you about our Lord Jesus Christ as well if that can help. So there's some opportunities that arise out of this uh, COVID-19 situation for all faiths, I think, now. Yes, and uh, just yesterday on this program, we were talking about the idea that as some in the Muslim community in their Islamic faith lean towards uh, what are an extreme position and leaning towards the uh, the, the violent and uh, even terrorist-style position or favouring that, it's often because they've had no contact uh, with someone who can set the record straight. And so when you've got people of Islamic faith who really despise Christians, often it's because they've been raised in an environment where they've been taught false things about Christianity. So as you say, Greg, you've got to be able to break the ice and create some relationship and get to a point where you can set straight the record on what Christians believe because uh, oftentimes they're, uh, they're, uh, they're raised in an environment where they're taught that Christians are evil and, uh, and, uh, yeah. and we're the ones to be, uh, to be oppressed. And that's a big challenging thing. But I, I guess that uh, when yeah. you say, uh, you know, uh, fear from 
from from fear of Muslims to loving Muslims, uh, from silence to sharing. That's our challenge. Mm. Hey, I, Greg. I agree. Greg, a uh, few things that you've learned from a survey of pastors uh, yeah. last week. Uh, hit us with a few facts and uh, and the sorts of things that pastors responded to in a fairly widespread survey. Look, Neil, I, I have to point out I'm a bit of a research freak. Um, I look at data all, all over the place. I've, I, I go to websites. I talk to uh, uh, my colleagues out there in the in, in the mission field. And some of the interesting data that came up as a result of the COVID nineteen situation. Now, people would be interested to hear that hear that thirty eight percent of of pastors surveyed in a recent survey showed that 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 the they expect the church to grow after the crisis is actually f- resolved. A staggering 67% of people think that their greatest challenge is going to be communicating the message of hope as the churches resume. And around about 28% of church uh, pastors were, were saying that, that uh, one or more people in their own church had contracted the, the COVID-19 uh, virus. So it's interesting that, you know, there's, there's no hiding away from COVID-19. So this data is fascinating. But, but more importantly, one of the things that came out of the, of the survey as a result of the pandemic was this, that a lot of churches have been telling me, and, and, I've, and I've done this um, through surveys and both on uh, evidence from people that I've spoken to, is that the church now will expect to be going to at least once a month or whatever to a digital workshop-style service. Uh, they've, they've admitted that workshop uh, worship formats will change uh, as, as the um, experience comes out from the uh, isolation. A lot of the churches will now uh, expect people will be in a situation where they won't want to touch things like the communion uh, uh, cup or, or, or the offering plate or the chairs or what have you. So that's going to be a real issue as people get back to, uh, to, to um, face-to-face service. And, of course, a lot of people are now going to be trying to give in online rather than the plate because of the, of the experience they've had under COVID-19. So these are some of the facts that are coming out uh, which will have real implications for churches and to the uh, people that... Uh, worship at these places. Interesting, isn't it, Greg, that some of us crave the tradition that we've been raised in. And uh, when you start to point out some of these sorts of survey results and the expectations around the way we'll worship, uh, like, uh, as you say, uh, changes to the way we do communion. And uh, Mm -hmm. in some more traditional churches, the idea of the passing of the peace, the shaking of hands, uh, these sorts of, you know, even in a lot of other churches, uh, hugs and uh, embracing, you know, in those ways. But, but as you say, there's going to be an awful lot of people turning up to church. They don't want to do that anymore because they're really concerned about what they touch. And even touching the chairs, touching the Absolutely. pews, touching Absolutely. the doors on the way in. I mean, these sorts of challenges are ahead of church leaders, aren't they? And the important thing, one of the important things that came out, because everything you say there is absolutely spot on, Neil, because I was, I was speaking to some uh, church ministers not long ago, and they were telling me that one of the greatest attractions of church fellowship is that after the service you have coffee, tea, you have a fellowship. 
where, as you say, you hug, you shake hands, you, you break bread, coffee, tea, that's likely now to decrease and it may even become non-existent if people are very re- reticent to engage in fellowship after church service because of this COVID-19 impact that it may have, may have had on them. So they're, they're going to be issues that we're going to have to deal with as Christians, I think, now. Greg, there's another poll too which you've been reflecting on and this one, a poll by the National Church Life Survey people who do wonderful research Mm. in their polling Uh, but it's discovered that almost a third of no-religion Aussies are in fact open to discuss faith in an online format. So uh, we go from uh, the challenges of the church to the opportunities. Uh, What are your thoughts here on, uh, on some of the results of that online poll? Well, I was uh, actually not surprised to, to read the result uh, that came out now because the same trend is happening in uh, countries like the UK and US, but in particular, um, I, I was very much uh, uh, interested to read that the percentage of people that are actually claim they have no religion or the non-religion sector are willing now, because of COVID-19, to engage in some form of faith or religion discussion, uh, which goes to show you, and I think, you know, the old saying, well, it's not the old saying, it's, it's, it's an everlasting saying, God works in mysterious ways. So the benefits of COVID-19, if I can be so bold as to even say that, is it had brought people to the Lord. And remember last week, I think we spoke, Neil, that there was an increase in the number of Bibles being sold, increase in the number of people reading the Bible. So, yes, this result is not surprising because people have to come to know that true salvation is through our Lord Jesus Christ. And for these people that are non-believers to now be prepared to, to actually engage is wonderful news in my opinion now. And as you know, Greg, in the online environment, you can go everywhere from the shallow end right into the deep end when it comes yep. to your exploration of faith. I mean, there's awfully lot of uh, of tremendous resources that are available, and, and, and oftentimes the big question for us is what's trustworthy and what's not. Uh, I'm interested to know that uh, Alpha Australia has launched their evangelistic course online, and they've already had a tremendous uptake on that. And uh, and uh, for those who are exploring faith, uh, that's a wonderful way to do that when you're face to face. But now they've they've launched an online format. Any thoughts about Alpha Australia and that new format they've launched? Oh, absolutely, Neil. Um, fascinating. I had a look at their um, online um, Alpha course, as you know, which is meant to be run for. Uh, people that, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a home, sharing a meal and a video presentation, very non-threatening in a way. Um, interestingly, we started an Alpha course at a local church just before COVID-19. And we only had one session because it was run at, our, uh, uh, at, at the church hall. Uh, we had to put an end to that. But all of a sudden, I now read and find that Alpha are offering the online course, and I think this is a great opportunity for every Australian to, through their church, and there are about 348 churches that have registered since this was released in March, so that's a great uptake. So here's an opportunity for people to go to their local church, ask them to run the Alpha course online, invite your friends, relatives that are non-Christians, and to share over a, a hospital, hospitality, a meal, and um, what a great way to share your faith through 
through a non-threatening and non-public environment through having it uh, done online. So congratulations to Alpha Australia for, for launching the, um, the online version, Neil. And I guess we ought to celebrate, uh, as you say, uh, looking for silver linings on the dreadful COVID-19 crisis, mm. celebrating the idea that there's no limit to what God can do. And while we're talking about the challenges that churches will grapple with when we're able to get back together and meet face-to-face, but the opportunities online, they are limitless. And uh, really, you've got to be able to take advantage of that. And there are some people, no doubt, Greg, who hadn't had much of a role to play in church life before because they weren't the person who was going to be up front. Uh, they weren't the person who was going to be a public leader in that sense. But, but when it comes to an online activity, they've got skills that are unmatched by all those people who were up front before. There's all sorts of opportunities here for people who've got online skills to get involved in how you might outreach. I wonder whether you've got any encouragement for people who have not been so involved before, but the opportunities are there. Absolutely. Now, look, two, two, two instances that come to mind immediately. Yesterday I engaged in a, uh, a Zoom webinar or meeting, if you want to call it, with a local church here in Sydney, St. Stephen's, and it was so good to see everyday congregants engage in discussion and talk about their uh, challenges and we can talk to the minister directly um, it was just fascinating that you, you, you know you can engage in this but more importantly I think it, in, in, in uh, a typical example on Monday of this week Neil we held a webinar Family Voices Australia held a webinar we had Margaret Cord on now Margaret is a wonderful speaker she loves to um, express her faith but you know she was telling us that the family is still the number one impact on the child. Um, she was talking about Ephesians 5, which, of course, deals with a whole uh, vast um, issues in relation to family uh, relationships. And she also made the point that at the end of the day, people also look at Christian schools. They look at um, uh, schools to do all the work of the family. But Margaret Court made the point that it's the family that is the number one influence on the child. And this was all shared online where people were able to type in questions. So, look, online um, uh, ministry work is fantastic. I'm encouraged by it. Um, so there are a lot of opportunities, Neil, as you said, and, uh, and, and you know, as I said, God works in mysterious ways. Well, Greg, great getting your insights today. Let me point people to the website, Family Voice Australia's website is familyvoice.org.au. That's familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bonda, the spokesperson for Family Voice Australia. And Greg, great getting your insights once again. Thanks for being with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.